Hello, welcome to Skull RPG Podcast. My name is Dwight Skull. My name is Jacob Skull. And today we're going to teach you how to tell, tell your, your story. story. So continuing on the conversation of one-off games, and a one-off game is when you need to do something because you maybe didn't have time to plan, or maybe one of your key players is sick and you don't want to have to go through all of that by trying to figure out how you can modify your game not to have that person there. A one-off game is something you could be done and it starts and finishes 100% in one night. And so I'm going to cover, or rather I'm going to have Jacob cover his favorite one-off, which is a game called Everybody is John. All right. So Everybody's John's kind of a fun one where all you need is every person minus your game master who is John needs 10 pennies they recommend or just 10 of something because you're kind of using them as an economy. Yeah, 10 pennies is a money thingy. Yep. Yeah. And then pen and paper for everybody minus the DM master. So what what the basic story is is the DM master's John and then everybody else is the schizophrenic voices in his mind. It's kind of like being John Malkovich where everybody can crawl through a hole and then take over the mind of this poor guy and make Basically. him kind of do what he wants. So before the game starts, everybody's going to be writing down three actions. One action is at a one, one, one point, point, one action's at a two point, and the other action's at a three point. And it's basically what you're trying to get done at while you're having control of John. And one point is supposed to be something simpler, so that would be like opening a door, so like something that's one action. Or read a stop, read read signs. Yes. Two actions a little bit harder, so that's more of like Convince convince somebody to follow you or um let let's jump into somebody's car. I mean they're not they're not overtly steal something. Yeah. They're not huge actions, but they're something. Yep. Yeah. And then the third one's gonna be something significantly harder. So absolutely one, major. So one of ours was like stealing a hot air balloon. Stealing a hot air balloon. Yours was like summoning Cthulhu. Yes. There was it's just anything that's requiring like five or more steps to do. Hey look, when you if you can summon somebody, you summon Cthulhu. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so how this works is everybody writes down what they are on a piece of paper with their name. You They then hand that to you as the GM. You then read over it and see what see what they're needing to do as actions. And you're going to keep note of that every time that they do it, not any time that somebody else does it. So they have to be in power in order for the door thing to kick. You could roll it the other way. You could if you want. It doesn't to. really matter. The point is, the idea is that you get control so that you can do your one, two, and three point actions. Yes. So then, after the DM has as much time as he needs to think of about a scenario to start off with, you guys then start. So then he gives you a little bit of what the scene is. And then the bidding starts. So, in order for people to take control of John, those pennies that we were talking about before is how much you're wanting to place to buy for power. So everybody, I believe, starts out with three pennies, for instance. It's, you, you you start off with ten. Oh, well, no, no, no. I mean, like, in your hand, though. You, you start off with all ten because it's a slow burn to get them back. Oh, that's right. Regardless, so you start out with a number of pennies in your hand. You bid, close fist, everyone shows how much they wanted to bid. Cool. 
those pennies now are gone from your hand. Every time you lose a bid, you gain a penny. So that means yes, that you have more money but to only bid the with. person who won the bid spends the pennies. Correct. If, if you lost your bid, you get a penny and you keep your pennies. Yep. So what so how this works is every time there's a so every time as the GM at your discretion, you want them to contest to see if they keep power, you tell them to roll. And they're gonna be there's only you only need one six sided die. Yep. And if they gain a... I think it's a four, five, or six, they keep four, power. Four, five, or six, so it's a 50-50 shot. They keep their power, and the action continues but like they said. they can spend a penny to add a plus one to their die roll. And then they can keep going up to six. So you could guarantee that you win if you're going to spend three pennies on the table. But you only have... Ten pennies total. Ten pennies total, plus whatever you lost yeah, minus to. whatever you lost to get control, John. So... You keep going around until somebody loses control. And then the bidding starts again. And then again. everybody starts bidding. And once the bidding starts happening, everybody takes one penny back. So if you spent all your pennies in that first turn in order to keep yourself going that long. You have one. You have one penny. Yep. So you might not ever get control back control John for a while. until towards the end. And then the game goes until... John dies. John dies. Whether, whether that's... A character who just thinks that they have enough points now and they want to off them, or you're getting done with this because it lasted 17 hours and you want to off them. Normally the game lasts maybe an hour, hour and a half, and it is hardcore on the Game Master as the one who does the Game Mastering for that game. It's imp- all improv. It's all improv, so Which, it is a great game to learn w- improv on. It is a very great game on that one, and it also is a fun one for the players because it's kind of fun watching them run around with a chicken, like a chicken with its head cut off, because you might actually have one person who needs to go to here and another person who needs to go back to where they were. So they keep actually losing the bid and they keep keep bidding out, outbidding each other. So you could just have John running to and from like seven different places. Yes, that happens quite a bit. And then the other thing is, so after everything's said and done, the GM has been keeping tally of every single time someone has done their one, two, or three-point deal. The GM can rule it that any time um, only the controlling player gets points for it. I normally like to rule it that any time any player, anytime John is doing anything that would get a player a point, that happens. And that makes it kind of fun, too, because you could accidentally be giving play, points to your other comp- competition without knowing it. Because the, yep. the goals are secret. Yes, they are. For everybody. Also with that one, make sure that if somebody's request is something so simple that he's doing it, like, okay, for example, his one point is take is moving his foot. So every time he's walking, he's gaining. Okay, so during this whole entire time, so he gets up out of a chair and he starts walking. That's one point until he gets stopped. That's what I would do with it, yes. Don't have it be... Every single time every he moves Every time foot. he moves, he's getting it. And, and also, to be fair, every time... When are you going to have a contest of... Which, when you ask him to do something that's going to get you... Or... This is why I like doing it the other way. Someone else a point. Mm-hmm. So if they're going to get somebody else a point, I'll be like, oh, well, you need to roll for that. And they're like, what? I don't... Okay, fine. So they roll. Oh, you lost control. Because they weren't going to give yep. so-and-so another or, point. Or sometimes you just throw one in a, as no a real reason, just just to keep them up on their toes. Or you're like, I need to switch it up because this guy's been having it for a while. Yeah, because the idea is that this is pretty fast paced and moves around. Now, when you play John as the game master, pretend as if you're literally talking to the people at the table in your inner dialogue voice. 
and be absolutely confused the entire time. And then it's like, well, what happened to the other guy? Well, he wanted me to do that. I don't want you to do that anymore. We need you to do this. But I was just going over to the store again, especially when they got to go back and work. I need you to go back to the library. We were just at the library. Go back to the library. Okay. You start walking back to the library. You can give you John know. a little bit of sass. <laughs> it's a very fun deal. I will be honest. You are. It will tax you as the game master, but I will also be honest. If you're a new game master... Go to our skullrpg.com slash resources. I will put the rules up for everybody as John and look at those rules and you can run a one-off campaign. You could even do it just if you wanted, you could do it um, for 10 minutes. Just put a mm-hmm. count, just put a, a counter there and just say, Hey, at the end of 10 minutes, we're going to end this game and go jump into the other game. And you could just say, I just need practice doing improv. Every, everybody, John's great <laughs> improv, especially because the players are going to, throw you into nonsensical situations. So it doesn't matter if the plot isn't as coherent as it should be. There's no plot. There's no plot. No. And I got assassinated by a black Colonel Sanders once. There's no plot in that game. So it's like, there's just no plot in that game. That's So that one, we started off as a soldier, uh, as like a, as an, as a, uh, like a Naval officer on an aircraft carrier. Yeah. And then we got removed from like a, colonel or something that was described as the black colonel sanders he wasn't described but as that that he was, was after that was you and matt set fire to things and i killed people <laughs> yeah. so we kind of like would have gotten like dishonorably discharged or maybe sent to jail but no we just got sent to like a rural like mansion in kentucky <laughs> and then i madmouthed the wrong guy and he shot me and it was fine we were an hour and a half into the game and i think our gm was done that's the other advantage. Your GM can be done at any time, and you can kill John off in the most nonsensical manner whatsoever. Like, oh, and a lady throws a piano out of her third-story window, and it kills John. Okay, now that we're done, let's move on to something else. But go to go check out Everybody Loves John on our website. I think you'll really – everybody is John. Uh, I think you'll love the game as a whole. It is a really great time filler for just an hour or two or even 10 minutes and really does – if you're going to do the 10-minute version, I would say just give everybody five pennies. Because that means you'll you'll flip it over really really quick, not mm-hmm. the ten pennies, and um, I think you'll see that it'll make you a better game master. Because now, when your players throw something totally nonsensical in your game, you'll be able to react to it a lot better. So, thank you guys. I think check it out. Hey, thanks for listening. And for more resources, please go to skullrpg.com.